0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure. You got this,
1: Adidas. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Part of the Hoopeds Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at HoopedsPod.com. We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you. Here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, go ahead and hit that subscribe button today right there for you at YouTube. There's so also, as well, you can subscribe today on Twitch. You can go ahead and do that as well on wherever we're at, including every podcast player. You can go ahead and subscribe so you get the latest notifications right there for you when we go live on the air at YouTube and also when our podcasts drop each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Plus, if you could like our good friends, the Lakerholics.com crew, plus our good friends as well, at LakersBall.com, go ahead and check out Joe Sorrow, a.k.a. Ox1947, today at LakersBall.com, plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. You can go ahead and check out all that stuff and support it. As Laker fans, as I know you can, it is sincerely appreciated. Thanks so much for joining us once again at the Lakers Fast Break. It's Gerald We come right back at you here, and it's number 500 for us. That's right, 500th episode of the lakers fast break and who better to talk lakers with me on this special episode than none other than our original guests number one you got to go ahead and check them out today on facebook at healthy movement blueprint it is boomer parole and boomer great to have you back number one now number 500 i'm, I'm honored no place i'd rather be all right well i truly appreciate it my friend as some i remember our first conversation that you know you wanted to be a part of this because the fact that you were you're on the east coast and there's so very few lakers fans that you know of at the time that you could connect with to speak about lakers so has anything changed in the five four actually, the 499 episodes since
0: Uh, The same two or three people I was talking basketball with back then who are not Lakers fans are still the only two to three uh, basketball fans I still talk to. uh, Okay. So not much has changed.
1: All right. All right. No worries. Just thought I'd get an update on that, but I I truly appreciate you sharing that. But it is the Lakers during this offseason. I know you're very familiar with what's going on. You know, LeBron has an extension on the table. Could be up to – 2 years, 90 million dollars plus if he wants to choose it. Cuz also as well, you've got the situation going on with the future for Russell Westbrook. We don't know what that will be, whether he stays on the team, whether he gets traded. The various trade rumors of him possibly going from anywhere from Indiana to Utah to Brooklyn, the controversy surrounding Kevin Durant. Will that expedite things for maybe a Kyrie Irving trade? So many things to talk about as far as what overall Lakers fans are talking about. But your thoughts on what's going on with the Lakers in this very newsworthy offseason.
0: Yeah, well, I think like most other Lakers fans, this wasn't the off season we envisioned. I think for whatever reason, most Lakers fans wanted to get rid of Westbrook. And we thought it would probably happen for whatever reason. I think just, you know, in the past, we've gotten lucky with some trades. And we've been close, obviously. You know, it seems to be the biggest holdup is just giving up two first-round picks versus one in a lot of these trades. But, uh, you know, they've made a lot of moves to get younger, to get a couple more three-point shooters. Uh, the problem is, I think, like last year, we're signing a lot of these guys who are very one-dimensional so maybe it was someone like Mello who could score, but he was old, couldn't, you know, shoot. And then we pick up somebody like, uh, or we re sign Stanley Johnson, who isn't much of an offensive weapon, but he's good at defense. So, you know, I feel like we find ourselves in a very similar spot as we did last year. But because we had that crazy season last year, we, you know, the expectations are definitely not where they were. But yeah, you know, everything, I think, still not that there's as many moves to be made afterwards, but I think everything is being held up, including LeBron making his decision, uh, being held up by if we can trade Westbrook or
1: not. So that's what I want to ask you as far as LeBron James. Uh, If you're in his shoes right now, you're talking to everyone there as far as your team, your legal team, your. Agent, you have what was been presented to you as most likely a two year extension offered to you by the Lakers. What are you pondering right now? Just really to see
0: where the team is like if I was him, I see no need to sign this extension right now. If I could do it next off season. You know, the only thing that would really make that not possible for me if I'm LeBron is some catastrophic injury, but at that point, you know, he's probably not playing basketball uh, outside of that. So it's not like he's going to fall off a cliff where all of a sudden Lakers don't want him. He's still going to be LeBron James, a top 10 player in the league. Uh, you know, worst case, if he somehow falls off a lot when no one expects him to uh, to top 15 players. So uh, that offer, that money will still be there. But just after everything that happened last offseason, I just want to see how this team performs. And if they have another poor offseason and then don't make any moves that, look to put the Lakers in championship contend- contention the year after that, uh, there's no reason for LeBron to, you know, come back.
1: So where do you think the Lakers stand as of right now without any changes? And we'll talk about the Russell Westbrook's, you know, saga as far as where it has gone and, and where do you think it will go here in a little bit, but as far as where they stand right now, You saw that they made wholesale changes. In fact, 10 of the individuals on last year's team don't even have a place in the NBA right now. They don't even have a spot that they moved on to, which tells you about the lack of depth that the team had last year because the team was just so old. The team decided to go in a completely different direction. They went a lot younger with a lot of their signings. And with that, though, doesn't seem to be the kind of uh, things that still need to fill out the roster the way I think LeBron James would like to see.
0: Yeah, this is just a team. Every year since LeBron has been here, this was a team that looked like they could very easily find themselves in the finals. This is not one of those teams. Not only is the West just super, super stacked this year, but the the, the roster itself just isn't a championship-like roster. So instead of setting the sights on, oh, can we make the championships? I think it's right now, can we even make the playoffs? I just don't see a ton of
1: two-way players, just enough talent, really.
0: First, you need AD to stay healthy. And let's just say Westbrook, you know, has a bounce back year and just fits more into his role. Outside of those top three, there's not a ton of players to look forward to, really. I mean, Kendrick Nunn is probably the one I have you know, the most interest in, because I feel like a lot of people write him off, but he's only been in the year or uh, in the league for two years that he's played at least. And that second year, I think he averaged about 16 points and shot 38% from three. So he can definitely produce a lot, at least on the offensive end. And then, uh, like I said uh, before, outside of that, you don't really have a lot of guys who can do more than one, maybe two things.
1: And that's of great concern because of the fact that, you do need more players who can do things on both ends of the floor adequately in order to support LeBron and AD. And of course, yes, have LeBron and AD healthy and at a level where they both are accustomed to as far as being all-stars, as far as even being all NBA. If you can get back, if you can get both of them back to that level, at least it makes the Lakers competitive. But you're right, in a stacked Western Conference, I mentioned the other day on one of the other episodes with Jamie Sweet, where we were talking about possibly six to nine to even ten teams that could potentially be better than the Lakers this season. So that's a scary proposition for any Lakers fans out there. I mean, your thoughts. I mean, this West Western Conference is just loaded with great teams out there.
0: Yeah, I'm actually looking at the – all the teams in the West right now. And you got Phoenix, who's obviously going to be better. Memphis is going to be better. Golden State, Dallas, uh, Denver, Minnesota, Pelicans, and Clippers. I feel like all eight of those teams are, you know, as close to a lock as they can be, unless the Lakers surprise us or one of those teams is greatly disappointing. And outside of that, even though Utah has traded Gobert at this current moment in time, they could still be, you know, just as good if not better than the Lakers. You still got Portland who's getting Lillard back, you know, and a couple other teams that could be surprising. So uh, like I said before, I think the Lakers are going to be competing to make the playoffs. I don't even think it's, you know, a foregone conclusion that they'll be in it, even without injuries. This is Raphael from NBA Draft and you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
1: part of this great concern is emanated from the play of Russell Westbrook last season he came here with a whole lot of fanfare a lot of divisiveness amongst fans and prognosticators in regards to whether or not he could really become a big boost to the team a lot of a lot of fans said yes and some others said no Your thoughts on Russell Westbrook now as it stands after truly was what a forgettable season for him and for the Lakers fans out there. Do you see him under a new coach, Darvin Ham, being able to go ahead and produce somewhat better than he did before last season? So I'll say it's possible, but I think
0: at this point it's very unlikely because what you're looking for him to do is really be an off-ball offensive player that, you know, is just a scrappy guy that can maybe get some offensive rebounds, just cut through the lane, which is obviously not what he's ever been. He's always had the ball in his hands. And then also really emphasize that defensive end. Uh, Back in his prime, more specifically when KD was here, his first few, or KD was in OKC with him his first few years, he was actually a pretty good defender, but then, you know, as he got a bit older, he stopped caring as much or maybe, you know, saving some of that energy for the offensive end, which was needed, you know, after Mm -hmm. KD left. Uh, At this point, though, I think it just, you look at the dunks he misses, some of the, you know, times he goes up and just lays it up rather than dunking. I think it's obvious and combine that with his age plus the injuries. It looks like he's definitely lost a little bit of that athleticism and he's still very athletic, but once that starts to go for a guy who I don't want to say relied on the athleticism, but definitely took advantage of it, especially uh, driving through the lane. I just don't know if he is the same player, even if he could change that mindset, change how he wanted to play. I just don't know if he's as good anymore. Cause I don't think he can be, you know, a great defender like he could have been back, uh, back in his prime. Uh, so you know, it's, it's going to be tough as a, as a guy who's willing to be the number three, number four guy. I'm not saying, you know, he can't do that, but I just don't think playing your whole career in a specific way to now change it all and do the complete opposite. Like you look at Melo, Mello was a ball-dominant guy, but when he had to change was not necessarily – How he played, just his role. It was a, hey, you're not going to be the ball-dominant guy, but we're still going to look for you for points. The Lakers aren't looking for Westbrook to control the ball, get 10 assists, and take 30 shots a game like he's used to. They're looking for him to play off-ball, play some good defense, and get points off-ball. And I just don't know if he'll be able to do that.
1: So the quandary now is that you have this individual who doesn't fit the style of game that you want to go ahead and play in the Lakers land. And that is Russell Westbrook. I mean, he has never been an efficient shooter, especially from the outside. And it has never been someone that has been careful with the ball, especially with high usage, his usage with LeBron actually goes down, but his turnover ratio is still there. And his defensive rating, as you mentioned, is not that good at all in fact he had his worst year ever at 113.6 so that's really not something that's very good in fact one of the worst in the nba so you have all these factors about how bad a season was for him and now with his 47 million dollar contract with one year left on this contract he is really someone that the lakers have been trying to put out there as far as for a possible trade do you see anything going on i mean i know you've heard the rumors indiana Brooklyn, Utah—some way for the Lakers to go ahead and package him in a deal. Do you see it ultimately taking off, or do you see him on the roster come training camp and come the regular season?
0: If you believe the rumors and the trades that have been thrown out, and you know all the speculation that whether it was Indiana or Brooklyn are the two big ones that were willing to do the trade if the Lakers threw in the twenty twenty nine pick as well as the twenty twenty seven but Lakers declined to do that. I would say it's, it's definitely possible. My guess is he is on the roster opening night. The one thing that I think could bring a little more optimism is if the Lakers are actually playing somewhat well, maybe not you know championship contending well, but well enough, and Westbrook isn't looking awful. I think at the trade deadline with that expiring contract, they might be able to trade him to get a few pieces that could maybe put them over the edge. But as of right now, unless Brooklyn is able to trade KD and then they're actively looking to trade Kyrie and we can get back into those trade discussions. Uh, As of right now, I see Westbrook on the roster opening night.
1: And if that's the case, do you actually play him or do you do something similar to what Houston did last year with John Wallace said, okay, you know what? We're going to pay you because we can't trade your contract. It's not as attractive right now. But I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and let you go and work out at home, That's you know, wherever you want to go ahead and do. We're just going to make sure we develop our young crew. In this case, it would be something where we just think, Russell, that is just not jiving with, with LeBron and AD, that the tensions are there, especially after what we saw in Summer League. I think it's just best if we go ahead and, you know, you go and work out somewhere else or you can use the facilities, but we're just not going to be able to play you at this point in time. Do you see that happening?
0: To start the year, I don't. Because uh, the reports were that he met with management a few weeks ago and they were up front with him and told him he has to play more off ball, he has to be more defensive-minded, and that they are willing to bench him if he's not producing. So I think to start the year, he is the starter. He is still playing 25, 30 minutes a game, but after 10, 15 games, depending on what the record is, depending on how he's playing, then I could definitely see them either trying to bench him if he's willing to have a much more limited role, or at that point, if he's not, send him home and say, hey, you know, sorry, but we're better off without you.
1: That would be a shame, especially as someone who. Again, even though he's not at the level that he once was and he had an awful season last year, he is, again, as I mentioned before on this show, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no argument there. MVP, he's the all-time leader in triple doubles, and no one can take away the great career that he's had. It's just like you said, at a point where an athlete gets to where everybody catches up and passes them on by. It happens to everyone. Hasn't happened to LeBron quite yet, but it's happened seemingly right now, unless things change with Russell Westbrook.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it is when you get to that point, uh, if you have the skills on the court, you can get away with it for a few more years. But if you don't, it's being able to check that ego and play a different role where you may not be that star, but you could still be a really effective player. And you know what, he's sort of like Kobe, which is what makes him great is also one of their biggest flaws, is that crazy, crazy ego. Like, they truly do believe that whether they're 50 years old or in their primes, that they are the best player on the court and they can score uh, at any moment. And so while that is what made him so special in his prime years, it's also what I think has been his downfall for this past few years really uh, this past year because he did have his moments with Washington the year before especially towards the end of the year Mm -hmm. and especially when Houston the year before that when they went super small had PJ Tucker playing center he also changed up his game a bit and went more focused on you know almost playing like a big man in a way uh, especially going for those rebounds and so he was still effective there but uh, this past year was uh, he was definitely not effective at any point really.
1: Do you see it as an involvement of the game? Because especially from the backcourt position, A, you got to be – to be an effective guard in the league, I think at this point in time, you need to be able to shoot from the outside consistently, at least at 35% and above, and then being able to defend at least adequately in order to be a competent guard that it can be relied upon the league because the way it's the, – the game is evolving towards more threes to – Teams go small, they go to a situation where they hunt weaknesses within the defense. Do you see the point where you have to go ahead and be adequate as far as from the outside and defensively? Do you think that's one of the reasons why Russell West, Westbrook's game has, has not aged as well as maybe some others?
0: Uh, I think there's – it's definitely important. I don't even think just for guards, but at this point, from the point guard all the way down to the center – I think you can become a liability now in offense if you can't shoot threes. But I think if you are really, really good at something else. So, for example, you take Ben Simmons, while he's had a heck of a lot of problems in the playoffs, I think mainly mentally more than anything. But you look at his regular seasons, he is one of the best top 25 regular season players, and he never shoots threes, uh, but he's just really good at everything else so I think if you're a great defender or you are great say you know scoring from 15 feet in like DeMar DeRozan who's never been a good three-point shooter I think you can definitely get away with it but you have to be really good at something else or a few different things or at least great at one other thing uh, if you can't shoot to three in this game especially as a guard uh, as far as the defense though I don't know if you necessarily have to play defense only because the best example of that is Trey Young, who has consistently been one of the worst defenders in the league in every single season he's played, but he's still considered one of the best 20 players in the league just because he is probably a top-10 offensive player. So I think if you're really good at offense, your team will work around your defensive flaws and just make sure the other two perimeter players can uh, play some good defense. And you obviously need a a big man down low to, uh, you know, block some shots since you're going to be getting blown by a lot of a lot of the times
1: and two years ago it worked well that way as they went to the conference finals but last year we saw that it caught up with them they had some injuries in the right places and that's all it took for them to go ahead and have that slide whether or not they come back to jonte murray by his side hopefully we'll see as far as in atlanta's concerned but it is the lakers Your final thoughts, Boomer, and then of course I want to give you a shout out on what you're doing at the Healthy Movement Blueprint, but before we head on out, your final thoughts on where we go with the Lakers on episode number 500 for you, my friend.
0: Uh, The final thoughts are, I would look at this season as hopefully a season where a lot of stars align and a lot of these young guys like Max Christie and Cole Swider can somehow play like they're in their fourth year instead of their first year, and We, uh, you know, surprise some people. And more importantly, hopefully we wake up one day in the next two months and see that we've traded for whether it's Kyrie Irving and Seth Curry or Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. And uh, I think everyone will be much more excited about this season.
1: I know that a lot of people that I host on the show with, that they would agree with you on that wholeheartedly indeed. And if we could finally put the Russell Westbrook era behind us, unfortunately it just didn't work out i know his homecoming to la is not what he had planned it and not what lakers had planned it for as well but boomer has been just great to have you on but before we head on out it's the healthy movement blueprint can you let everyone know what it's all about
0: yeah so i think the last time i was on and we talked about it it was i was uh it's a personal training company i do online and in-person training i also do stuff with nutrition but it was more of More A bit more general than over the last however many months it's been, I've found who I can help the most. So now I work with people who work desk jobs, have at least 20 to 25 pounds to lose and also have back pain. I know it's specific, but if that is someone listening to this right now, uh, I can help you. Just search Healthy Movement Blueprint, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, you'll find me. We can hop on a call, see if I can help. I offer 100% refunds if you do everything you're supposed to and you don't find any success. So it's pretty much a risk free thing. But yeah, Healthy Movement Blueprint, just Facebook or
1: Instagram, and you can find me. So go ahead and check it out today. If you are an individual in need with some back issues, please go ahead and check it out today at the Healthy Movement Blueprint today. But I'll tell you what, Boomer, it's been great to have you on episode 500. My gosh. The time has flown by since our first conversation. I I saw the look on your face when we first started. It's like, what the heck am I doing on this show? But, my gosh, 499 episodes later, I'm still glad that we're able to talk Lakers. Any last thoughts before we head on out?
0: No, I mean, I always enjoy coming on. It's nice to talk to somebody just about basketball in general, but obviously specifically the Lakers. So um, I'm excited for the next time you hopefully invite me back.
1: Oh, you know, you're always welcome back. You can always hit me up whenever. I always like to get you on those momentum numbers that we hit, but you are always, 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 absolutely always welcome to come back anytime you want. If you want to talk Lakers, just hit me up on the DM. You're always welcome. But you know, when I hit a magical number, Hmm. you're the first person I call. Works for me. Works for me. All right. It is Boomer Parole. You got to go ahead and check it out today if you have the issues and need. As far as back pain is concerned, where you're at, please go ahead and check him out today at Healthy Movement Blueprint. He can take care of you right away. It is Boomer Perot. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Lakers Fast Break. For everyone out there, if you need to get a chance to talk to me or reach out, have any questions or thoughts or comments, go ahead and subscribe today on YouTube. I've gotten so many more subscribers. Just truly appreciate it. So many tens of thousands of hours and people watching and listening over the course of the past three years. We just truly appreciate it. My gosh, 500 episodes they've flown on by. We cannot thank you enough for all your support over the years on Facebook, wherever you get your podcasts and also YouTube as well. If you have any questions for me at Lakers fast break or Lakers fast break at Yahoo.com. So for boomer parole, this is Gerald Glassford saying thank you so much for listening. Go Lakers. And we'll catch you hopefully next time on the Lakers fast break podcast and Hoping we're going to have 500 more episodes of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.